and welcome to The Kids Are Alright, a podcast especially for kids that's all about health, happiness and wellness. I'm Michelle and today it's really exciting because we're kicking off our summer project. (laughs) And this summer we are looking into how we can help look after our planet. So join us this summer as we discover, learn and have loads of fun along the way. And as usual, helping me on this summer project is, of course, you know them well, my co-presenters Buster and Buddy. Hey, you guys, it's Buster! Hey, everyone, Buddy again. So are we ready to get this summer project on the road? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go! The The kids are all right! So guys, do you ever find yourselves thinking back on everything that happened during the coronavirus pandemic and thinking like, wow, did that really happen? Yeah, it kind of blows my mind sometimes when I think about everything that happened. It was all so crazy that sometimes it feels like it was a dream. Oh, yeah, me too. It was so hard missing my friends and family, not being able to do my sports, not being able to go to the places I love. Uh, But, well, I think I just got used to it. Yeah, and it was so weird because when we were able to start doing things again, it kind of hit me all over again, like... What on earth just happened? Yeah, I know, guys. I felt that way too. It's just been strange. But, you know, I think it has shown us all how much we can do when we cooperate and work together. Oh, yeah, we're all in this together. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, even though our normal lives were turned upside down, we work together to find new and lots of really great ways to live our everyday lives. And we realise just how important our family, friends and communities are. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like I've made lots of new friends in my area that I never even knew before. Yeah, and I've realised how much amazing stuff there is to do in my area, like all the parks that are so close to me. And I started going swimming in the sea, and I just love it now. Ah, that's brilliant, guys. And I told you before how much I've enjoyed discovering mountain walking. It's funny, the mountains were always there, right in front of me. But, you know, I don't think I actually really saw them, if you know what I mean. So for me, another big thing that COVID has shown is how important nature is in helping us feel happy, healthy and well. Definitely, Michelle. I don't know what I would have done without the outdoors and nature during all the lockdowns. Me too, buddy. Yeah, COVID has really shown us all why it's so important that we look after our natural world. And you know, I've been listening to a podcast that talks about this and it's brilliant. Oh yeah, what did they say? Well, they talked about taking what we've learned during the COVID crisis and using these lessons to look after our environment and fight climate change. You know, we've chatted about climate change before. Do you remember when we spoke with Dr. Carol Gustenberg? Oh yeah, she was great. Oh, and you know what, Michelle? I'm still there. The king of unplugging in my house. <laughs> I plug everything out before we go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and we've stopped cutting parts of the grass in our garden to leave the flowers and plants grow wild so that the pollinators, like bees and butterflies, can use these for their food and to pollinate other plants and crops. Ah, that's great to hear, lads. Well done. But you know, it's amazing. There are people who find it hard to believe that climate change is actually real. Huh? Yeah, I know. But maybe now that we've lived through a pandemic, which the scientists had warned would happen one day, but nobody really believed could happen, it proves that the scientists were right all along. I suppose, you know, it was hard to believe in our modern times that a virus that we can't actually see could take away every part of what we call normal life. But it proves that the scientists were right. Huh? So on the podcast, they were saying that now we need to listen to the climate scientists who've been warning about climate change and how if we do nothing or not enough, then our normal lives will once again be turned upside down, but this time by climate change. Well, if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is, Michelle. 
And a wake-up call is exactly what it is, buddy. And that's actually what they've called their podcast, The COVID Alarm Clock. <laughs> that's a really clever name. <laughs> yeah, so I, for one, would definitely like to hear about the lessons and learnings we've got from our experiences of the COVID crisis, which we can use to fight against climate change. So to chat to us more about this is one of the presenters of the podcast, who's also a vet and doing a master's in climate change. It's Ellen Hagerty. Ellen, thanks a million for joining us today. Oh, it's great to be with you, Michelle, and Buddy and Buster. Hey, Ellen. Hey, Ellen. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> what have I let myself in for? Let the madness begin. <laughs> so, Ellen, in your podcast, uh, you guys, you talk about how in the months before COVID, uh, before it arrived, that if someone had told us the whole world would basically shut down because of a virus, that people would have laughed at us and thought we were crazy. Absolutely. And I'm not sure if it's because we're just extremely optimistic or, or, or we just like to bury our heads in the sand like ostriches. But um, yeah, it, it really, un- until something actually starts happening and you start to see effects, I think yeah. people just don't want to imagine or, or think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to get our heads around that a virus could shut our world down. And maybe I suppose in the same way, people find it difficult to understand how serious climate change would be if we don't take action to stop it. It's just such a big concept, such a big problem. Is it almost too hard to believe? Michelle, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's this huge, it's just this huge, huge problem. Mm. And it's going to affect every part of society, a bit like COVID did. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing about COVID is that we could see how our actions were able to reduce numbers of, of people becoming infected with COVID very quickly. But the thing with climate change is it's, it's much more slow moving. We can't really see it. And even as the changes happen, they're changing so slowly, we are kind of almost getting desensitized to them or, or we're kind of forgetting that things weren't like that before. Oh, yeah. Ellen, we've been taught that climate change is caused by global warming. And global warming, that's our world heating up. Oh, but I can't quite remember why global warming and climate change are connected. OK, so... So global warming means that the average temperature of the whole world is starting to rise. And why that is happening is because around the world, we have this thing called the atmosphere and it has these things called greenhouse gases. And that's a little bit like a warm, cozy coat for the planet. And if we didn't have those greenhouse gases in our atmosphere, our planet would be super, super cold. And basically it would be really hard to live on it. So the greenhouse gases are good. But the problem is, is that now we have too many greenhouse gases. So has your mother, Buster, ever put you outside wearing a vest, a jumper, a coat, hat, earmuffs, gloves and, you know, really warm pants? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the weather's actually not cold enough and you're just wandering around sweating and you need to take all your clothes off or at least take the jacket off. Oh, yeah, I'd be sweating. There's just way too much. I'd be like, Mom, stop, stop, enough. <laughs> well, the problem is we are starting to do that. We're putting a vest and a T-shirt and a jumper and a fleece and a jacket and a hat and gloves and mittens and everything on the world. Oh, but God. the problem is the world can't take it off. And this is where you can actually make a COVID comparison. So when people got COVID, it was a bit like the flu and they got a temperature. So our world has a temperature. Well, if you've ever had a temperature, have have either of you ever, Buddy or Buster, ever had a temperature? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it affects everything. So, you know, you go from running around mad to needing to maybe lie on the sofa. Your cheeks get all red. Maybe you have a headache. 
Maybe you start shivering. Maybe you start sweating. So your body, when you have a temperature, can't control itself the way it used to before you had the temperature and you get really sick. Well, as the world's temperature rises, the world won't be able to control its weather anymore and things just start to get a little bit weird. And actually, there's a brilliant scientist in the United States called Catherine Hayhoe. She's a climate scientist and she's very cool. She does this whole video where she doesn't talk about global warming. She talks about global weirding. And so, <laughs> and so that is where our weather just it, it changes. So, for example, instead of having normal seasons, you get these huge kind of swings in weather patterns. You can get kind of snowstorms when you wouldn't expect them. You can get periods of drought during the summer and you can also get like the rain. So the atmosphere is getting warmer and warm air is really good at sucking up water. And what happens is if you've a load of water in your atmosphere, the rain gets heavier and you get more of these kind of really, really heavy downpours where you get soaked mm. through to the skin. But um, is climate change really going to be that bad, Ellen? I mean, if the weather's getting warmer, uh, I mean, to be honest, I love a nice warm summer. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I love being able to go out for an ice cream and put my shorts on. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we all love a warm summer. But you see, the thing is, and that's why I think that global weirding phrase is so good. Global warming doesn't just mean that we're going to get a warm day. Global warming means that the world is going to have a temperature and the world is going to get sick. So the thing is, global warming is going to cause these weather extremes. And I was saying, you know, about more rain, more droughts. So, for example, um, we're seeing some of these problems already. So last year we were camping in my mum and dad's farm in Cork. And guess who came along? Who? Hurricane Ellen! (laughs) (laughs) And when Hurricane Ellen came along, we we were afraid we were going to be swept away in our tent, a bit like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. So we had to pack up our tent in case we were going to be blown away. After Hurricane Ellen came along, another hurricane came along called Hurricane Francis. And so I have an auntie where I'm from in Cork and she has an art shop and we love to go there to get art supplies. And Hurricane Frances caused such extreme rain that Bantry flooded and she had to throw out an awful lot of her beautiful art supplies. Yeah. And now the thing is, climate change doesn't actually cause the hurricanes and the extreme weather events Mm. in itself. But what it does is it makes them happen more often. Okay. So, for example, when I was a child, there might have been, you know, one hurricane every 5, 10, 15 years but now we're you know, seeing them maybe every five years or there might have been a storm every year or two or three. But now we're seeing them much more frequently. So what climate change does is it changes the weather to kind of make these things happen more often. And more extreme, like you're saying as well. And they're more extreme. Yeah. That weirding of weather is a really clever way of explaining yeah. it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Global I like it. weirding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Ellen, I also learned in school, climate change will mean that the grocery shops will have loads of more empty shelves of the foods that you know we love to eat. Yeah, that's really interesting, buddy. So the climate change has the potential to affect our food for sure. So I think during Hurricane Ophelia, if anyone can remember back that far, um, we had a load of snow. It was the beast from the east. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Where was yeah. my bread, Mom? Where's my bread? <laughs> so the trucks couldn't get to the shops. So they couldn't deliver the food. 
And then the actual changes in the weather are going to affect food as well. So I don't know, do you guys ever eat grapes? Oh yeah, I love to. Yeah, so this year what happened was because the weather patterns are changing, mm-hmm. we got a really warm spring and all the little grape buds were coming out and they were so delighted. So they came out much earlier than they would normally. But then what happened? The weather got really, really cold and we oh. got frost. And you know what happened? All the little grape buds that had come out all delighted in the warm early spring, they all got frostbite and the little buds died. Oh. And what's going to Yeah, and that's going to mean then that there's going to be less grapes um, as a result next year. Yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh. And a couple of years ago um, in Ireland, we had a really severe drought event. And so the grass stopped growing for the cattle. And that meant then that farmers had to buy food in from other countries to feed their cattle. And, you know, if that happens once every 10 or 15 years, we can manage But if it's happening more often than that, then that becomes a real problem for people who are growing food. And that'll impact on the milk we drink and, and, you know, our dinner. So it's absolutely will will have impact. And, you know, in your podcast, you you guys talk about like while it was a horrible experience and, and everything that's been gone through with COVID. But what we've gone through does give lots of great hope and positivity for this fight against climate change. Oh, Michelle, like it's amazing. So, you know, everyone's been really badly affected by COVID. But what COVID has shown us is that all of the leaders in our world can actually come together and work together to do amazing things. They can come together to tell people what to do to stop the COVID from spreading. They can work together to ensure that there's hospital beds available for people. They can work together to make sure that we all have hand sanitizer for school and they can work together to make a vaccine in like a year which normally can take 10 or 15 years even so that is amazing so um that has shown us that if governments and leaders and people actually want to make really big change and really big changes all over the world to fight climate change we can and i i think that's amazing yeah it is i mean i suppose we've proven to ourselves that what we thought would never happen, would never be possible to make these kind of changes that we've actually done them. So it's not such a big leap in our heads now to think about other changes that we do need to make for climate change. Absolutely, Michelle. And, you know, a lot of the changes we had to make for COVID weren't very nice because it was kind of foisted upon us and we had to kind of make changes very quickly. So it's not nice, you know, having to wear masks or not being able to have your friends bounce on the trampoline with you. But the thing is, with climate change, we have a little bit of time to say, okay, what changes can we make that, that are actually going to be good for us as well? So that's actually really cool. Yeah, that is super to hear, Ellen. And the name of your podcast, The COVID Alarm Clock, you're saying that COVID has been like an alarm clock that has woken us all up and we have to use what we've learned during coronavirus to fight against climate change. And I think that probably one of the biggest things we've learned is how important science is and that we need to trust what the scientists are telling us. Absolutely. And there's a hero of mine who always says it. So Greta Thunberg is always saying, don't listen to me, listen to the science. And you know what? When we listened to the scientists, when we were listening to them about COVID, when we listened, things worked. When we didn't listen, things didn't go so well. So, you know, I think it's really important to listen to the science. And I think if we listen to the science, we can actually make really amazing changes and make a better world for all of us. Okay, so Ellen, what are the main things that the scientists have been saying about the climate change? So they have been saying that 
our um, ice caps will melt, our seas will warm, our weather patterns will become more extreme. So floods and droughts and storms and hurricanes that people in certain parts of the world, that their their countries um, will actually go underwater because the sea levels will rise. Been, yeah, I know. It's really serious. Um, they've said it will impact on the health of the animals and the plants that live on the planet with us. And it may also exacerbate, that's a big word for make worse, um, species extinction as well. Wow, Ellen, that's a lot of things they're telling us. So do you think that people are actually listening to the climate scientists in the same way we listen to the scientists during coronavirus? Okay, that's a great question. I think a lot more people are listening, but I think people just don't know what to do. And Mm. I think we saw that with COVID. So, you know, people all knew, okay, COVID's here. What do we do? Well, the government came out and said, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to wear a mask. You need to stand two metres away from people that you meet. And you need to meet people mostly outside. You can't have people to your house. They gave us a really excellent list of what to do. And I think, you know, that's probably what we're lacking with the climate crisis. We need to be told what to do um, so that we can make the right decisions to fight climate change. Yeah. And Ellen, in a way, the scientists became just as important as politicians in our governments, as it was their advice that decided what we could do and what we couldn't do from week to week. Yeah. You know, so the politicians and the scientists, they teamed up and they made this amazing team. And so the scientists were able to say, here's what we need to do to fight COVID. And then the politicians were able to go away and and they were able to make a plan. And then all of the people in Ireland were able to get on board with the plan. Mm And if everyone gets on board, well, then you have really major change really quickly. Yeah, there really are so many things that are similar about how we've dealt with coronavirus and how we need to deal with climate change. And we've learned so much about what we can achieve when we work together. And I have to say, it's great to understand what global warming is, that it's like when we have a temperature and we're sick, it changes how we behave. And it's the same with the world. It's like it's got a temperature, it's sick, and this changes how our weather behaves. And that's more extreme weather, or as that scientist called it, global weirding. And we've also learned during a coronavirus how important it is to listen to the scientists. So that's why we need to really listen to what the climate scientists are telling us. And next week, Ellen, you're going to be coming back to us to talk more about what climate scientists are saying we need to do to fight against climate change. So we're really looking forward to that. Yay! Can't wait! <laughs> Thanks, Ellen. See you next time! See you, Ellen! <laughs> Miss you already! <laughs> Thanks so much, Ellen! The, the kids are all right! So kids, over this week, until we speak with Ellen again next week, we want you to think about all the experiences we had during coronavirus and what we have learned from them. And think about some of the changes we have made that we can keep doing and that will also have a positive impact on the fight against climate change. Stop! Have a little think. You better think about it, y'all. Yay! Hey guys, it's that time again. It's time to... Tickle tickle your your funny bone! (laughs) Hi, my name is Paula. I am nine and a half years old, and this is my joke. Will you forget me tomorrow? No. Will you forget me in a month? No. Knock, knock. Who's there? You forgot me already. (laughs) Oh, I love that joke of the day. Yeah, that was a great one. (laughs) The kids are all right. So guys, that's almost it from us. 
you have a story, a question or a favourite joke, we'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is record it on the inbuilt voice recorder on an adult's phone and WhatsApp it to us. You'll find all the details on our website, www.thekidsareallright.ie. <laughs> oh, and follow us on social media for loads of fun stuff and competitions. That's where me and Buddy take over. Yeah. yeah. Just look for The Kids Are All Right Podcast. Oh, and don't forget that's all, as in A L L. Yeah, nice one, Buster. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this week's show, and if so, tell all your friends about it. And remember, guys, try to be healthy, be well, and be happy. See you next time on The Kids Are All Right Podcast. Kids, it's time. Are you ready? It's time to entertain in the car or wherever you are. <laughs> Let's rock! Ha <laughs> ha